Institute for Faith and Freedom at Grove City College presents Liberty Mail with the Student Fellows of Faith and Freedom. Welcome to Liberty Mail with Aaron Jenks and Libby Krieger. And we're here in the underground studio at Grove City College representing the Institute for Faith and Freedom. Happy to be back. Uh, almost getting into April soon. April 1st and, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, so happy April Fool's Day. And <laughs> then uh, it also is becoming spring very shortly. And kind of getting into it, we got 60 degrees weather in Grove City, PA right now. Yeah, I think that's about to go back down for the next few days. So we'll, we'll take this miracle. Lower the expectations and then we'll be happy, right? <laughs> and then talking about expectations, we have a couple events through the IFF coming up. Most exciting one is Michael Knowles coming April 7th next week at 7 p.m. in Crawford. Super excited about him being able to talk. And uh, we're Yeah, sign up at faithandfreedom.com. We do have tickets for outside guests. We have a limited number of those, though. So if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you go do that um, as soon as possible. Michael Knowles is a speaker with The Daily Wire. Um, He has his own show, The Michael Knowles Podcast Show. And speaking of The Daily Wire, that leads us actually into our first win of this week. Really exciting stuff. Um, The Daily Wire just announced that they will be investing a minimum of $100 million into children's entertainment um, over the next three years. So So this is kind of in response to finding out Disney is going woke. And that's not something that has been that that hasn't been known for a bit. But it's now being a little more confirmed by reporting by Chris Rufo, um, in which we have Disney meetings where people are talking about the like transgender ideology and Mm -hmm. just radical gender theory kind Mm -hmm. of pervading um, Disney. So we're seeing them or them as in the Daily Wire um, take a stand and start their own. Yeah, they they admitted to not having like a specific agenda or agenda towards wokeness, but that they are alternating uh, how they view kind of gender language within uh, Disney films and then how they characterize uh, different characters within it. So it's really cool to see Jeremy Boeing uh, kind of step out and be a leader within this culture war right now. And so it's really cool that they're going to be doing live action films and almost like they've already had a few too, and I think they've done pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then they they're bringing on the uh, the writers of Veggie Tales. So if, oh, really? if you're a listener that. at Grove City Co- or th- of Liberty Mail at Grove City College <laughs> or anything, you You've definitely probably are watched familiar Veggie Tales. <laughs> with Veggie Tales. It's a really cool story. Just this whole uh, it, like we said, if you can't uh, do it yourself, you build one better. Mm-hmm. Or if you, you don't like Twitter, you build one better. And so hopefully. We, we praise and uh, say this is going to go a long way. Yeah, and so more about this reporting from Christopher Rufo. Um, I think this is also in response to how Disney um, donated money whenever this whole topic of the Florida uh, Parental Rights and Education Bill, mm. also known by the left as the Don't Say Gay Bill, um, kind of came to the forefront of our, of our news. Um, so it's really not – I think there's a quote actually here um, – not at all secret gay agenda, which is an, execu- an executive producer of Disney said that um, in this Daily Wire article. They quote her there. Um, and so that's that's really concerning. And especially because Disney does have such a monopoly on not an actual monopoly, but they do have most of the market when it comes to children's um, entertainment. And so that's really something that has the opportunity to form opinions and um, what young people see as truth in the next few generations. So I think mm-hmm. if we can have a reasonable alternative, something like the Daily Wire coming in here and putting um, American values and just traditional values at the forefront of entertainment, or at least just not pushing a woke um, agenda, I think that's a huge win in itself. And speaking to this point of if you don't like it, build your own, 
We've seen that's a little complicated when it comes to big tech. That's another issue. But something else the Daily Wire has just recently done, if we want to get a, a Streeter, if you want to pull up a video um, in the next minute or two, we have a really cool video from the Daily Wire where they used to have advertising with Harry's razors, and then Harry's um, basically put up a tweet disavowing everything that they stand for, the traditional values of the Daily Wire. Um, so they pulled back their advertising, or the Daily Wire then decided they're going to make their own razors. So now it's called Jeremy's Razors, and you go to the website IHateHarrys.com, and they've already sold, I think, more than 45,000 razor subscriptions. It's just a pre-order in seven days, which is incredible. Yeah, well, Harry's Razors, they were going to, they joined together for a, a nice advertising plan, and then after uh, pushback on Twitter from for Harry's Razors, they saw that, okay, our ideologies don't align with the Daily Wire, and so they apologized and then rejected the Daily Wire. And so hence, Jeremy Boring has come out with this video, Streeter, if you'd like to throw it on. Forget it once Me and my friends it. like this. It's good. Do you remember when there were two genders and only one and a half of them had to Gucci shave their mustaches? Here. Oh, hi. I'm Jeremy Boring, CEO and God King of The Daily Wire. Harry's Razors used to advertise on our shows. They're a great product, and we were happy to do it. That's before some peon who works for me went and said that boys are boys and girls are girls. And that was just too much for Harry's. How controversial. They condemned our views. Views held by millions of Americans and was, yeah. virtually every human who's walked the planet until about 15 minutes ago as inexcusable. And they dropped their ads from our network because of what they called values misalignment. You're damn right our values are misaligned. And it's not just Harry's either. Gillette razors used to be the best a man could get. Then they decided that men are too toxic. Unless you're the kind of man who teaches his daughter to shave her beard. If that <laughs> makes sense to you, keep buying Gillette. That's quite the dish. But if you've had enough of the woke bullshit and you're tired of paying companies like Harry's and Gillette to hate you. <laughs> then buy my new razor instead. The production is great. Behold, Jeremy's razors. <laughs> yeah, yes, they're real. Yes, they're fabulous. Jeremy, you say, you're a stelt silver fox with a salt and pepper beard that's the envy of lesser men. You're damn right I am. And I want to be clear that shaving with a Jeremy's razor won't actually make you look more like yes, me. Yes, you're giving me fierce. You're giving me power. Could make you look more like this guy, though. <laughs> and that's the most homoerotic moment you'll ever get from a Jeremy's razor commercial. What kind of man shaves with a Jeremy's razor? I don't know. How about cowboys, firefighters, those guys that shot Osama bin Laden? I mean, no, none of those guys have ever even heard of a Jeremy's razor, but, but imagine how much more manly they'd be if they had. I love how they tackle such a real issue with mm. Here we go, here's Martin Lewis. He does play the ukulele, I believe. Right now, you're probably wondering if this whole thing is a joke. Sure it is. That doesn't mean it isn't real, or that it won't be the best shave of your life. Harry's Razors doesn't want your business. I do. They seem to hate you, and I, well, 
I can't say that I love you, but I don't mean you any specific harm. Our country's in trouble. Conservatives are being canceled by Hollywood, the media, universities, and now Harry's razors. Stop giving your money to woke corporations who don't think you deserve their product. Give it to me I instead. I didn't notice the American Eagle the first time I watched it. Shut up and shave. Head over to IHateHarrys.com. That's good, Stuart. Sure. Thank there you. There you go. Thank you for yeah, showing that. What so, do you think? Oh, sorry, you go ahead. First. I was going to say, it's, it's quite the... Okay, we're going to go in the opposite direction now after kind of the culture is like, okay, we're going to step away from what we what we know to be a man and break mm-hmm. down this definition. And then uh, Jeremy Boring's like, no, 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 this definition still stands for millions of Americans. We're going to mm-hmm. stand by it and almost build upon it as we see in this whole yeah, and <laughs> theatric commercial. Also interesting is it's not even like he's – I mean, yes, he's targeting conservatives because conservatives are the ones being – ostracized by these other companies but his whole thing is shut up and shave and i'm not it's not like i love you i don't really mean you any harm so he's taking more than neutral out but that is a reaction to the fact that everything has become political and you can't just buy a shaver anymore without Mm -hmm. having a specific agenda thrown at you or knowing um what you're supporting um so it it is a really interesting like reaction to that which i i personally love to see how they're they're doing this and it's something that you can laugh at too but it gets really to the heart of the issue yeah it's definitely a punchback and he's definitely making his statement bold and it's not it's clear it's not like okay we're gonna hide our values or anything and you know he's putting it on the forefront Mm -hmm. and hopefully it will uh, sell and then they already said, or we said that they pre-sold 45,000 yeah. uh, razors. In, in a, seven days. Which is absurd. And then I know their Twitter accounts already uh, surpassed uh, Jeremy's her, razors. Her, her, Jeremy's surpassed Harry's. There we go. Yeah, very which close. Is, it's crazy, though. I, I love to see this, and I'm excited to see what more the Daily Wire comes up with. Um, in a sense, it's kind of like the counterculture now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like the ones really leading this charge, taking into entertainment. And that's something that we've talked about before. When you look at something like cultural Marxism, the way that they infiltrate the institution, so like entertainment, um, Hollywood, you see like the Hollywood 10 and back, back in that day. And then you have the schools and mm-hmm. um, many different facets in which – Marxism has pervaded those institutions. And so what we need to see is um, more conservative or traditional grounds being taken back in these institutions. Um, so I think it's great that they're they're getting involved and they're not just saying, you know, that's the free market. Like, we'll let that happen. No, they're actually like taking a stand and doing something to offer an alternative. Mm-hmm. They're diving in all sections of uh of the economy. They got their own uh, media services. Like you said, Michael Knowles does podcasts. They do mm-hmm. video subscriptions. Ben Shapiro, Andrew Clavin, mm-hmm. Matt Walsh, all of them. And then this, unless you have anything to say, this definitely leads into the second one. Yeah, go for it. So uh, Elon Musk is giving serious thought to building a Twitter rival. So we, as we just said, we there's uh, a need for platforms that are separate from what we have right now because it's kind of just an echo chamber of okay, we're going to have a leftist narrative. Mm -hmm. And so Musk is giving serious thought. Uh, He was getting – he put a poll up on his Twitter feed, and he asked if if his followers believed that Twitter was failing to provide a free speech platform. Mm -hmm. And I think – I forget what the percentages was, but it was overwhelmingly that Twitter was failing. Yeah. And so he said, okay, maybe I should do something about this. And he certainly has the money to do something. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he has the drive, too. He, mm-hmm. he can figure it out and, and get it done and the popularity to get it going. And the reason that we bring this up specifically for Twitter is that 
recently YouTube and then Connection, uh, also Twitter, was taking down CPAC content mm. for violating electoral or election integrity policy. And so time and time and again, and we can attest to this in a little, but when you get a this uh, ad block, when you get mm-hmm. this uh, notification that says, okay, you've violated the election integrity policy, which I think Liberty Mail here we have like once or twice. Yeah. Who defines they, they that? Don't, they don't give you a specific word that you use. They don't mm-hmm. uh, say, okay, it was this, like, 20-second clip. Or, yeah. yeah, they just they flag the whole video, and then if you reach out to them, they, they give you no help. It's a, it's a frustrating process. process yeah. And I know uh, the leaders of CPAC and some representatives were also frustrated. Yeah, I think what's interesting, so obviously Elon has the, the financial capabilities to build something like his own Twitter Um, But then you think about, I mean, didn't Parler try that? And then Google and Apple took them out of the app stores. Mm. So you have to consider, too, what more has to be done if, um, I mean, maybe Elon is a little bit less politicized. Um, I think he's not known to be like a traditional conservative, per se. Mm. Um, So maybe he would have a little better luck getting by those in the way that Parler didn't. But there's still so so much tremendous power located in like Google and Apple for hosting all these different Mm. apps that you still have to consider what that would actually look like if he were to build his own. Yeah, I think that smear campaign against uh, Musk would look a lot differently than it would uh, what we saw with Parler because okay, there's a lot of pressure that gets built up that mm-hmm. leads to Google taking it out of the, the Google Play Store or yeah. Apple taking it out of the App Store, and so Musk is like you said less politicized, and I think he understands that uh, if he would were to build a platform, his main mantra is like okay, I just want a, a, a platform in a public square. He mm-hmm. says in his tweet that provides free speech. Um, and so when he takes it to that next uh, step, I really hope he does. It, I think the smear campaign, like I said, is going to be a lot different. Maybe we'll see him uh, on Joe Rogan and getting yeah, attached to be surprised. his name. I also think he's in a better position to, uh, let's say if Apple, Google did kind of attack his new platform, mm-hmm. he resonates a lot more with not just conservatives, but some moderates and other people who just respect him as a businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there'd be a lot more pushback if those companies were to act against his new um, Twitter or whatever it is. And I I also wonder what it looks like to have a fully free speech platform, Um, just because like there always are kind of codes of conduct for these apps. And Mm -hmm. it's just who's really enforcing it. And um, is that does that mean you can say anything or I'd be interested to see kind of what those speech codes look like, or Mm -hmm. um, if it really is just a free for all, then you have some some different problems that come for come with that. Um, so I'd be interested to see exactly what he does. But yeah, hopefully we don't get <laughs> censored on YouTube for talking mm. about this. Who knows? Yeah, and we compare this to YouTube because there's a quote here from uh, the YouTube worker. She says, Our policy applies to everyone regardless of the uploader's political views. And while we do not allow content that provides additional context, such as countervailing views, the content we removed from this channel was footage that did not provide sufficient context. And that was uh, YouTube policy communications manager Ivy Choi, just mm-hmm. for context. And and all we want, or like, if Musk was to take this in a step, be like, okay, provide a detailed, uh, okay, m- minute 2.30 to minute 3.29. That is very, like, that just added evidence is helps the rational mind just be at ease. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is not... Uh, a biased opinion of, of uh, what is this, 
taking down content. Yeah. Well, I'll push back on you a little bit on that. I mean, is that really what we want? Do we want just for them to tell us where it went wrong? Because, I mean, that's great to give us a little more context so we know Mm -hmm. what to avoid maybe in the future, but we're still having to avoid those things. And so it really doesn't make all that much better if we're just given the specific times. I understand what you're saying, but I think Mm -hmm. we do want more than that in the sense of a a dominant political belief in the United States conservatism, um, which is about like half of the U.S., Mm. maybe a little less, um, that should not be something that is censored. I don't care how, who's in power, um, half of the United States belief should not be something that is, quote, like terrorism or um, extremism. Mm. Yeah, we definitely want a little bit more, but specifically with what we have right now, like Twitter or YouTube, we we want the goalpost to stay because it's constantly moving. I think I've used this kind of imagery mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. is that, and even non-politicized uh, creator, content creators on YouTube understand this and mm-hmm. they get frustrated about this is that Google will say that the rules are this and then a couple of videos come out and they censor them and they uh, demonetize them and take down their videos and then the, the goalpost moves. Yeah. And now you can't say this this couple mm-hmm. words or you can't talk about this topic because it's uh, a hot cultural topic Mm -hmm. and so that's like the first step almost and then until we have another uh creator or a mass uh reform Mm -hmm. then we're not good we need these small steps to kind of build forward yeah that's true kind of the incremental approach Mm -hmm. of just doing what we can while we have power doing what we can just to get a little little better along the way um so do we know if there's any um, remedy for CPAC specifically, or are they they're st- YouTube is standing by their decision to take those down? YouTube's standing by their decisions. Right now, if you want to find those videos, you can go to CPAC.com. But I know the uh, uh, Matt Schlapp told the Washington Examiner uh, that the organization noticed that their content had been taken down a few days uh, earlier, and then <laughs> the removal of all Trump speeches got mm-hmm. removed, in addition to uh, the large video that that specifically is being mentioned in this uh, article from The Hill. And it, it's just funny that, okay, we saw, um, I can't remember the interviewer, but someone interviewed uh, Donald Trump recently, and it was up for like two days and then it got taken down. Mm. And it, It's crazy to think that a former president is being censored. And like, imagine if you, just one day, everyone, or like all these platforms started removing everything that Barack Obama was in. Mm. former president Barack Obama like that would just be something we couldn't even fathom but we're seeing it happen to the 45th president um so that's that's something that's certainly concerning if if you're for free speech um or or whatever your um opinion on that is it still should be kind of concerning Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah uh, well, we're also, okay, so looking at this, like, build your own platform, mm-hmm. we talked about Parler, but there's also, like, Rumble and Gab and these other platforms. I don't know if they're just maybe not um, seamless enough of a process and uh, format mm-hmm. that that's why they haven't taken off. And I know there are people on those platforms, uh, a lot of conservatives, but you're not going to see it, at least at this point, you haven't seen it get up to the level of like a YouTube or a Google yeah, or mainstream cultural kind of platform. Yeah. So you wonder, is that a reflection on the design itself or is that a reflection on the fact that YouTube really just has such a hold on the market um, mm. just because they've been in the game longer and all, all of that? So interesting question. I don't really know the answer to, but. Yeah, that's why I, I really think Musk could kind of blow it out of the ballpark because he has the. The, the famous kind of power, the weight to his name mm-hmm. to put out a platform and then sway enough. I, he has some, 
I think almost like 100 million followers on Twitter. Uh, so he, ha- he has the power to kind of sway things in the cultural sense. And I think if, if people um, went against this platform that he would be creating, I think it would almost be like the left overplaying their hand, which we've seen them kind of do a little bit mm-hmm. recently um, in, in, the, that, in the fact that they would lose moderates and that would just hurt their cause. It would make them look even more radical. So it would help conservatives because it would just push, it would isolate a good chunk of of centrist. So I think that would be, I almost, I would love to see it happen. So then the left just isolates more and more people and helps us. Yeah. It'd be cool to think that it would play out that way. I Another way I think it would play out is that people would think it would be too authoritative. Uh, people love kind of resorting to that label. And I think they would throw that on Twitter, which is, it wouldn't be uh, wrong. I think it'd be pretty accurate. Uh, but like you said, it would definitely push away moderates mm-hmm. and Good for us. It would make it seem more of the side of common sense versus radicalism. Mm. So that would be interesting to see if that's a trend that happens. But um, I know you, if you have any more thoughts on this, you want to jump into the third win? No, just the fact that we have our build it their own kind of arising within the conservative movement and then also Mm -hmm. uh, just mainstream media is uh, optimistic feeling. And ones that are actually doing well, too. Mm -hmm. It's not just these little uh, pop-ups that are not doing well it's like it's the daily wire putting 100 million and it's the harry's razors selling 40 or jeremy's razors forty-five thousand in seven days Mm -hmm. um so it seems like people are actually really on board with this Mm -hmm. and so our next one we go to uh republicans turn to female candidates in suburban battleground districts and we have this occurring in uh florida's 13th district and so it's kind of interesting that Okay, we were talking about before the podcast started that uh, President Trump lost a lot of uh, suburban women mm-hmm. uh, in his voting blocks. And so now we have uh, not the Republican Party kind of saying we're going to mandatory uh, kind of implement this, but the fact that, okay, just women that mm-hmm. are Republicans are co- saying and coming to the forefront uh, to leadership positions and saying, okay, we want to change things mm-hmm. in our uh, districts and our community. Yeah, and obviously here we're not talking about supporting a specific candidate, but it's an interesting analysis of the the shift that we're seeing happening with specifically within like identity politics. Mm. Um, I know that's, we have some quotes on that you have here. Um, but just recognizing the fact that because Trump did lose suburban women, we need to, um, as conservatives, understand how we can better facilitate bringing them back to the table. Mm. And, and so if that is by having maybe more female candidates, obviously not just checking off boxes as in, okay, they're female, let's run them. Um, but looking actually at the, the merit too, I think if you have two equally merited people, one's a female, one's a male, sometimes you might have to say, well, which one's actually going to perform better? Mm-hmm. So the, the kind of agency promoting these, it's a, a total of 18 Republican women running. It's called, uh, the owner is Stanfix, and it's called Elevate Pack. And or so, is this Elise Stefanik? Stefanik, yes. New York representative. So she differentiates the process by saying that, okay, while Democrats and Republicans look for uh, diverse candidates, uh, explaining in an interview with the Daily Caller that her efforts are focusing on supporting female candidates who have the best chance to win their districts. In contrast, she says the Democrats specifically promote female and minority candidates at the expense of a district fit. Mm. And so kind of to your point, they said rather than uh, playing outdated identity politics, we're going to look for the best and strongest candidate Mm -hmm. and then put them to win. And these candidates are not running in some no-name districts. Uh, Five of the seats are labeled as toss-up seats Mm. according to Cook Political Report. 
and 17 of the 18 candidates are running in districts targeted by the National Republican Congress Committee for Flips. Yeah. So these are important uh, elections and important uh, districts to run for. Probably purple districts in a lot of them, mm-hmm. like you said, toss-ups. I think this comes at a, an interesting time as we're looking at the Supreme Court man- nomination process with um, Katanji Jackson, is that her name? Um, and she... A lot of people on the right are saying she's just been put up for uh, because she's a black woman. But I mean, to be fair, President Biden did say he was going to nominate a black woman. Mm. So um, you're seeing checking those boxes again. And I'm not I don't specifically want to speak to her merit, but I think it is concerning that we're looking at the highest court of the land um, and deciding who should fill that seat based on uh, physical characteristics. It doesn't really seem like that should be the best um, mm. factor to judge someone by. Uh, one of the women, a- Anna Pauline Luna, uh, mm. specifically speaks Florida, to that. Florida, correct? Yeah, she goes, I don't, I don't fit their box. I don't fit the Democratic uh, platform box. She says, I am a Hispanic female veteran. I'm not supposed to exist in the world, she says, at least not as a conservative. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about my upbringing and experience and how these progressive policies actually did nothing for me when I grew up in a welfare system, uh, it just goes against the complete narrative, she states. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. She's completely defying um, what she's supposed to as a Latina woman mm. who you'd consider, what, who the left would usually probably put in their camp. Um, you're seeing her come out as conservative. And I think there's a lot more like her who just maybe are fearful or um, not really sure the reaction they'll get if they come out as a minority conservative. Mm-hmm. So I think this whole... Uh, story is powerful when because we see okay almost like I said with uh, Jeremy's razors that while the left kind of breaks down definitions of, mm-hmm. of what it means to be certain things like uh, a man or what <laughs> it means to be uh, a woman we, we still have these stories and, and large gatherings of uh, or caucuses of people that okay don't believe those things and mm-hmm. hold to traditional values and so when the when large amounts of Republican women uh, storm the, the battlefront of the polls, it's, yeah. a, it's great. Yeah, and I think that just the whole broader um, perspective that I have is just seeing the left really overplay their hand. And I think mm-hmm. you can see that um, with this, with the YouTube um, conversation we had with the Jeremy's Razors, all of that, but also with the transgender swimmer that we talked about last week. Uh, it's becoming so radical that everyday Americans who maybe used to be um, a little to the left or more centrist are now saying, this is not what I, this is not what I voted for. This is not what I thought I was um, supporting. And so you're seeing them kind of feel a little bit more in the little, uh, in the middle. um, And I think that's going to move them to the right in the end, because it's going to become radical versus common sense um, at the end of the day. And so I think that is a win for conservatives. If we can frame it in the sense of common sense, I think that's, that's a good thing. Mm, I definitely understand your point. I think it's more of a understanding that, like, whether it's your personal beliefs or, mm-hmm. or your values just don't align. And so when either middle, uh, moderate Americans or, or definitely conservative Americans understand that, well, I don't want to be pushed, this to be pushed on me. And then, okay, in certain instances, now it's, like, definitely in my face. Mm-hmm. Or it's, uh, I don't think this is fair how it's getting implemented. Okay, we're going to go against this now. Because before we were taking kind of a backseat, we were like, oh, yeah, you do you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be hurtful to you or mean to you push your policies, push your ideology. Well, now they have almost no choice mm -hmm. except to stand up because it's gotten more radical. Yeah. And so it's definitely a movement towards, okay, now we're going to push our views. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even like uh, 
Jeremy's Razors. Yes, is, is yeah. We're going to start our own brand and build mm-hmm. our own. And that's kind of the segment of today is that we have all these kind of, uh, whether it's Republicans turning to female candidates mm-hmm. or it's uh, the Daily Wire starting their own yeah. uh, children's film mm-hmm. kind of section. It almost seems like conservatives are better understanding the game. I mean, politics, mm. a lot like game theory, but it is yeah. just it's strategy. And uh, I think we're seeing conservatives have more grit and they're seeing more strategies they can implement to actually win and and have uh, a good impact on the culture and on policy. So I think that is is like a big takeaway, too, is we're seeing conservatives actually start fighting. And they're going about it the right way. They're not they're not calling uh, certain people hateful names. They're not calling out people and uh destroying their identity Mm -hmm. uh, or their reputation. And so we appreciate the kind of well-mannered way and even sometimes humorous uh, way that conservatives are taking this battlefront. Yeah, yeah, exciting stuff. And really exciting for Michael Knowles to be coming, Daily Wire. So anything else you have for us today, Aaron? So April 7th. And then if you listen to this over the weekend, on check out the uh, Institute for Faith and Freedom Instagram if you would like to win a Daily Wire mug that is not similar to this other than the fact that it is a mug. Yes. But it, we will be giving out It's three a nice of those. mug. I think they have the faces of every Daily Wire mm. like commentator. So you have Ben Shapiro, Andrew Clavin, Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, Go Michael off. Knowles, and Jeremy Boring, CEO and president of Daily Wire. I know my Daily Wire stuff, <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell. Um, I love them. But yeah, you can win one of those. And what's the other prize? Is it a it's Wire just those mugs. So oh, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. The Instagram giveaway will be just those mugs. Okay, yes. and then when you uh, go to RSVP the RSVP and, and kind of link, that will be where you can win the uh, Daily Wire subscription, and then also you have a chance to win the Daily Wire uh, Leftist Heroes mug, Tumblr mug. Exciting. I know I want to win that. I don't think I can win it. Um, maybe I'll put some some fake entries in there to try to win it. Um, but yes, if you haven't signed up for that, go to our website, faithandfreedom.com. If you're a student, you can DM us on the Instagram and get that link there Absolutely, yeah. to sign up. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, the bell is down there somewhere. Um, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. And we'll see you here again next week for another episode of Liberty Mail. Thanks, y'all. For more information on this podcast or other programs, please visit faithandfreedom.com.